This is the Prayer Culture Podcast, where we talk about building prayer into the lives of Bible-centric churches and individuals. I'm your host, Michael Green. I have a background in missions to the Islamic world, as well as being the founding member of Curamore, a ministry that is dedicated to developing a deep culture of prayer within local churches and communities. My co-host, Patrick Rowe, is a board member of Curamore, as well as being a longtime church planner in the greater Houston area and Thailand. This is the Prayer Culture Podcast. As a reminder, the Prayer Culture Podcast is a ministry of two or more, which is a crowdfunded ministry. So if you enjoy this content, please check out our website and giving page listed in the description. Also, when you have a second, hit the like and subscribe button. Okay, so we're back again with the Paraculture Podcast. So it's me and Patrick, and today we have Billy Sheel on. Um, I think almost everybody in the world knows Billy Sheel, but I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> Do we even need to introduce Billy? <laughs> I'm just a professional pretender, bro. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> little inside joke. Little, pre, little pre-podcast inside joke. It's, a, it's an inside joke, yeah. So um, basically just a little background on Billy. Uh, Billy is a church planner with Church Project in the Woodlands, Texas, and um has really taken a different kind of approach to starting a church. Um, and he also uh, is an entrepreneur, and so he has a coffee shop. Um, so he's just really like honing in those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I invited him on this prayer podcast because I have been to um, a house church meeting of his and seen how he incorporates prayer, and so I'm excited for him to talk about that. So uh, Billy, just... Why don't you tell us first about your prayer journey? How did God get you excited about connecting deeply with him in prayer? Sure. I, th- I think it goes back to growing up around a, a, in, a, in a Christian heritage and, and growing up in a uh, family where I saw it modeled. You know, we know prayer. Jesus really, really taught a lot through the way that he modeled and lived his prayer life. Mm-hmm. And uh, the those who were his followers were trying to figure out what is happening when he's doing this, right? So much so that Luke, they go, they don't ask like, hey, can you show us how to turn water into wine? They're asking, <laughs> which was what I would have done, you know? Right, yeah. But, <laughs> but they're like, hey, teach us how to pray. This is yeah. something extraordinarily otherworldly, supernatural. Mm-hmm. And I think my experience growing up in uh, the charismatic genre of the Western church was the power of prayer mm. was really, really caught and I, I saw the power of prayer and experienced it even in, as a young man. Uh, my grandmother, who lived down the street from us, would go early on Sunday nights. Remember when we used to have like oh, Sunday yeah. morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, Wednesday night, night, Friday night? So I grew up in all that. Loved <laughs> yeah. it. Loved it by God's grace. My grandmother would go early on Sunday nights to pray. I would go to play and hang out. Right, and right. I, and every once in a while, I would come in to get yeah. a piece of gum or something. Tater tot casserole. <laughs> <laughs> and she, they would be in there praying, and I would come, and I just have these distinct memories of the power of God mm. in that room when I would come in. It, it was otherworldly, something that I was wow. stepping into like as a kid. And that really shaped my understanding of like the power of God through prayer mm. in that environment. But it's been later in my life where I've... I've seen prayer as more of an invitation to intimacy and abiding mm. where I've, I've grown the most over the last decade, I think in my journey. Yeah, that's good. I love that. I love that. 
And I think in your journey from what I little I know of it is, you know, you entered a, a more Bible centric space mm-hmm. at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm seeing a lot of that, that, uh, people from a, a more charismatic space swinging to a Bible centric space and then like, Oh, but we want the spirit in our space, you know? Right. And, yeah. and vice versa, I'm more the Bible centric space and swing, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. so much swinging. <laughs> Can we stop swinging? <laughs> no, cause we're not Jesus. Okay. <laughs> That's right. All right. Trump. Mic drop. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. So in that, it seems that you emphasize cultivating deep prayer in y'all's house churches, essentially. Right. Tell me about your your church planning strategy and how you incorporate prayer into your house churches. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we hear a lot in church planting world, which I've kind of been around in for the last decade of exploring and kind of like thinking and waiting on God and what are you calling me to do in this space of church planning is how do we cultivate a culture of church-wide prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've seen it done multifaceted of ways where it's like, hey, we're going to have a Sunday night prayer gathering. We're going to have a Wednesday night prayer gathering. We're going to go into the middle of the city and have a worship and prayer night. All those things are good things. Sure. I think think they're fine. Um, What I've come to to really lock into is like, hey, let let's have twenty prayer gatherings happening every Wednesday or Sunday night around the city yeah. through house churches yeah, who, are, yeah. who know how to get after God in prayer, who know how to wrestle um, mm. with the things that are happening in those those moments can feel awkward in small spaces like that. And so we're trying to help show and I think teach what it looks like to abide in prayer. Just we we use a simple kind of formula in our house churches that helps the house church pastor teach and lead through prayer. And that's really what Jesus, I think, was was really the best at, mm. was teaching mm. and leading through modeling. Yeah, And that's really you know why the disciples would say, hey, teach us to pray, because yeah. we, we don't really get it. Right, yeah. Right off the top, mm-hmm. I don't want to put you on the spot, but right off the top, the, the model that you mm-hmm. teach your mm-hmm. house church pastors for leading people in prayer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we it's similar to the acts kind of model. Okay. We we start with praise, confession, thanksgiving, and then commitment is what mm. we what we send out with. So we'll spend 30 minutes of our gathering, Michael, when you were there. We'll, so we'll have 30 minutes up front. Let's eat. Let's get connected again. Let's yeah. just talk about what's going on. We'll work through scriptures, what we were teaching through on Sunday, we'll then discuss that and we'll have a guided conversation around and and see how that goes. And then we'll have a 30 minute time of prayer Mm -hmm. that starts with just like, Hey, we're going to take 60 seconds. I'll look at my watch and say, Hey, I'm going to, we're going to silence and be still and listen for the voice of God. Mm. And then after that, I'll literally just count it on my watch and say, okay, now we're going to enter into this time. We're going to praise God for his, who he is and his character and his nature. Mm -hmm. And then for what he's doing in our midst. And so we'll just sit there and someone will spark up. Yeah. And then the next person will spark up. Right. Dominoes. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a powerful thing that yeah. God does. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll work our way through and navigate. And so what we try to avoid, <laughs> like most of these gatherings I've been in over the years, and I'm sure you guys have too, is one person prays at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, we're trying yeah. to avoid that because we're trying to help people see 
this is a lifestyle of prayer. Like Come we're on. giving them a rhythm for what we can do every day yeah. in our yeah, prayer yeah. life. Together or alone uh-huh. or whatever, as a family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you said uh, praise. Yep. Uh, what was the Confession. next one? Confession. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And commitment. Commitment. Praise, confession, thanksgiving, commitment. Mm-hmm. So describe the commitment part to me. So at the so we will think through and summarize everything that's happened um, kind of in that prayer journey. Mm. And we will we will think if we're really like what I like to do is kind of synthesize what we've been taught in the house church. Yeah. Then what we've prayed about and then say, okay, Lord. What are you asking us to do this week? That's so good, man. And and then say, help us, Holy Spirit, to step into this in obedience because yeah. yeah. we need you. And that's the commitment is like we're all going to commit to work to hear from the Holy Spirit and then respond in obedience. Right, right. And then I'll just I'll pray a, a prayer, you know, a Shema or whatever at the end. It's mm-hmm. kind of a prayer, of, but you know, sending people out with a benediction. That's really good. And we try to encourage that. Of course, it's not always perfect like that. Yeah. But that's our, that's our aim. But that's the model. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So of course, you know, you're listening to the spirit, right. the spirit may decide that's not what we're, that's we're right. not, we're going to skip that part that's right. or we're going to make more of this Or we're part. going to intercede. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a then time you where... you throw an eye into the... You do. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the one reason we didn't do, you know, is that that is, seems to be the most common way that people understand prayer. Yeah. It's just interesting. Yeah. Bringing, yeah. bringing that list. Yeah. Yeah. So we're trying to like teach holistic yeah, yeah, that there's yeah. more to do than inter- inter- intercession, of course. Yeah, it's huge. Have to do it yep. really good, but there is there is more to pray. Um, I love that. That's really good, man. Yeah, and a model helps produce freedom. People can kind of think it's restrictive, but it actually That's frees so people good. up. Um, I, I call it guiding people into their freedom. So, like, that's why we do two or more with a model. We right. have a structure. Um, mine's a little bit less parts because I, I'm trying to create more intentionality with the Lord in each part, but I love what you're doing there. That totally makes sense. I love the model. And so Patrick, you lead a house church too, mm-hmm. uh, that I'm a part of, and we do prayer there. Um, mm-hmm. and it's really integral to all of what we do in our, our time together. Yeah. So tell us about kind of how that works and yeah. Yeah. Yes, I mean, like we, like you're saying, Billy, it's like it's more of a culture thing, and and not so much a programmatic or schedule right. thing, you know. Right. Uh, and I even like w- what you said. I mean, both of you guys have said things that I'm I'm actually learning, and I'm I'm thinking that's such a helpful way to think about like modeling. That having a model actually gives freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like here here's the plan. And then as the Lord leads, we can adjust, but we know where we're trying to go. You know, we know yeah. what's important to the Lord for the next however much time. And what you said, Billy, like that you have this protected half hour in all of your house church meetings. It has to be protected. Right. Somebody's got to be going, <laughs> guys, we need to pray. That's right. You know, and it's like love that. Uh, the, all these other things are so important, you know, but they're not more important than prayer. Right. And And as you said, even like having the... Having the model and and some kind of plan for prayer that is participatory, it's inclusive of everybody in the room. There's not an assumption that one person is going to be like the the prayer warrior right. or the leader, and oh, they 
when they talk, God listens, so the rest of us just agree with them. But the expectation is we're all here to agree together. We're all here to participate. The Lord's listening to all of us. So having a plan like that where it's protected right. and led well and there's space for freedom for people to engage, uh, I, I really love that. I appreciate that. Uh, I think for us, uh, another aspect of it that we're trying to really avoid is the bookend kind of prayer that you do where you open up and then you do all the things and then you close. Mm-hmm. And that that amounts to the prayer ministry in your church. You know, that's right. just like, it just doesn't feel satisfying to me. It feels like, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> this is what happens. I know you guys probably encounter this all the time, but the scriptures that we have, promises we have from the Lord, you know, with the 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 model of the early church, things right. like that, you know, the things that are said, man, the things that the Bible says, and then the way we actually conduct our meetings right. is like we have no <laughs> expectation according to our plan. Our plan does not say that we're actually expecting for the Bible to be, you know, true right. in our day, in our lives, that we, we ha- actually expect on, God bro. to move <laughs> like that, you know? And so I, that's why I feel like the bookend kind of prayer, pray at the beginning, pray at the end, like, oh, God, please come and do something tonight. And at the end we go, okay, God, thanks for whatever you did. But instead, for prayer to be this woven thing, mm-hmm. It's yeah. just a part of everything we're doing. We can stop at any moment, and nobody's like, whoa, what are we doing? You know, We're not supposed to pray right now. Uh, but just always being ready to stop, seek the Lord, ask the Lord for his help, mm. uh, ask him for his power, um, f- fill us in on what he knows that we don't know. You know, Share with us what's important to you right now. So like reading a scripture, like you said, that kind of like that... Uh, collective time around the scriptures where right. anybody's invited to mm-hmm. say, the Lord is saying this to me right, right now or That's saying right. this to us and having that space, that freedom. Then there's an expectation that the Lord is going to speak to us. So then what would you do if you were expecting to speak? You would stop and go, Lord, please do. Mm-hmm. Please do speak and please help us to hear you well. Yeah, you know. So you don't just read a scripture and then somebody who, who teaches, teaches. And That's everybody right. else goes, hey, nice job teaching. You know, but instead it's like, oh God, please. Right. Every single one of us, we're stopping to ask you, will you please let us hear you? And then be quiet Mm -hmm. and remember the scripture and then start going, okay, what is the Lord saying? What do we see about Jesus? What do we see about ourselves? Mm-hmm. What, what's the Lord impressing on each one of us right now? You know, So it's this woven thing that we're just always kind of doing it. We're doing it at any moment, and we're doing it a lot. And, and that is something that has to be uh, in, in our how, the way we mm-hmm. think, and, I'm, and mm-hmm. I'm certain I know the way you guys think, is the pastors, the leaders, the ones that everybody's looking to for like, what do we do and how do we do it? Mm-hmm. They have to be people who are actually hungry for the Lord, mm-hmm. listening to his voice, expecting him to speak, expecting him to work with his power, and and knowing that this is really important to the Lord, that we speak to him, listen to him, this this communal, right. communicative relationship we have with the Lord is important to him. He designed it. He's the one who told us about it. Right. So 
so then the leaders need to actually lead in a way that is like we're expecting him to do Mm -hmm. the things Mm -hmm. he says he loves and wants to do you know and to me that's where a lot of a lot of church it just feels like it's missing that anticipation and it comes through in the way we program the way we schedule and that kind of you know yeah i think so I think, you know, we have an element of Sunday gatherings mm-hmm. where we, every week we have prayer moments in the gathering, during the gathering, in between singing and silence and confession, where we're prompting yeah. prayer. And then we have people come up mm-hmm. who are praying during those gatherings and then yeah. during the gathering, during those moments. Then at the end, we're responding, mm-hmm. which prayer is always responding. Yeah. Right. And so right. we're trying to re- help teach that even at the end of our, our large gathering is like, we're going to respond now yeah. to what God is speaking. And I will even say things like, Hey, I've said a lot of things and just pick out one thing that God's really mm-hmm. impressed on you. And let's just sit in that and respond to that yeah, in this moment. Good. So we'll give time and freedom while a, a song or two are, are being played. We'll have prayer moments where people can pray individually or they can go right. and have intercession, pray for, one for healing, another. for people that they know, yeah. for salvation, all these things. And yeah. so we're weaving it even into our corporate gathering wow. where there's more of a, a visibility of yeah, like that's prayer so good. is what we're trying to do. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. And that's, so that, that's where I feel like some of the, <clears throat> some of the tradition that we have right. in church that doesn't really make a lot of space for prayer, we just need to make sure. We talked about this in, in our church last Sunday night where Jesus in Mark 7 is saying he's warning the Pharisees against <laughs> teaching their traditions as doctrine and even negating and neglecting, disobeying the scriptures right. in order to elevate and keep their traditions. And like, ugh, like <laughs> creepy, you know, I don't want to be guilty right. of that. So I don't want to just, I, I feel like we can passively do that. Yeah. I do Maybe not, not super intentionally yeah. neglecting the word. Actually, of God we're or, always going to passively do that. Mm, we're only going to pray if we're active. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it will be a decision. You will always passively revert to what you, right. you right. just have, have traditionally, whatever it is. Right. Right. Uh, but when it's like, I'm intentional about listening to the spirit of God and, and going in the direction he's leading mm. within my model. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and of course, if he wants us to go off the model, okay. You know, right. but like, once again, the model gives freedom to listen to the spirit of God mm-hmm. and insert new things, like yeah. you said, that, that may be new to people. Right. Yeah. So. And so what, what I really love, and I'm glad you brought this up about not just house church, but about kind of the more public right. worship gathering to incorporate more prayer. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I think part of why we don't do that very much, why our traditions, most of our, I mean, there's some more charismatic traditions sure. that have more space for that. But many of our traditions don't make space for that because it's unpredictable. It's hard to manage. Mm-hmm. You, it feels risky. You don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. You know, you give space for people to like go and pray for one another mm-hmm. and pray out loud and this kind of stuff. And when you give space, you're risking something. Mm-hmm. You're risking you know, the management aspect of what's happening. Yeah, you can't, right. you can't control all of that. Um, of course, what we want to believe is that 
we're actually relinquishing control to the Holy Spirit. Right. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my gosh. We don't want to do that, do we? That's scary. <laughs> the crazy uncle. I know, yeah, the crazy <laughs> uncle at the family dinner. What's he going to say? Uh, but that, So that is the hard part. So I guess the encouragement is, and what I'm taking from you, how yeah. I'm encouraged about it, is even in that more public space mm-hmm. where you're not even really sure who all's in the room, right. potentially. Um, and we're sensitive to that. Sure. I mean, First Corinthians 14, you know, it's not, mm-hmm. you don't want to have everybody like speaking in tongues and it's like, you guys are nuts, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but we do want to have prayer as much of a focal point as it is in the Bible, whether you're public or private, a few yeah. of us, a lot of us, right. who cares? Yeah. The point is we're seeking God wholeheartedly and prayer is so important to the Lord. So we've got to find a way to prioritize it, whatever the size, whatever the venue, whatever. Right. You know, that's now, what I'm taking. Patrick, practically we, how would you say, like we do it more as a space creating thing at our church than like a very specific model. Mm-hmm. Um, does that sound like, tell us kind of, we have a kind of looser structure, but there's a structure to it. Sure. Yeah. So how do we incorporate prayer from worship to the end of our service? Right. Well, so like, like you said, Billy, we have this protected time right. at the end. So at the beginning of our time together, even in our more public, like once a month, mm-hmm. we meet both of our house churches sure. together. There tends to be more guests right. during that service. It's still pretty small, but uh, at the beginning of that time, we say, okay, we're going to have a time at the end where any anybody who's received a word from the Lord, something that the Holy Spirit's made very important to them that they need to share with a person, mm. maybe a, a, a word that the Spirit's given for somebody, you're going to have a chance at the end of the service to go to them, share that word with them, pray with them, whatever. It may be a word for all of us. It may just be for you. There may be a particular prayer that the Lord wants us mm-hmm. to all intercede for and he'll make you aware of. So there's going to be a time where you're going to have that opportunity. So right now at the beginning, be listening. Yeah. Throughout all of through our the time worship together. music, be listening. Yeah. Through our worship, through yeah. our teaching time, uh, be listening carefully to the Lord about what he wants to say, not only to you, but to us. Because we want to be able to build up, encourage, console one another, as right. we know from the Bible, the, the Spirit wants to do through us. Right. So we so we we kind of fire that warning shot at the beginning, you know, <laughs> so that we're not just catching people off guard at the end. It's good. Um, and and so then at the end we have that protected time. And and sometimes the spirit hasn't put a particular word. That's fine. Right. We of have course. a lot to pray about. Sure. You know, there's so many things to intercede sure. for for healing. Somebody's for, injured, you know, <clears throat> whatever right. it is. A lot know. of times the word is about Hey, somebody's got this ailment. We need to pray for them right mm-hmm. now. Lay hands on them, and yeah. um, even during the worship music, usually you know we create space yeah. for times where Patrick's like, "Hey, during the music, hey, let's um, let's tell God how good He is. Right. Bring those words, yeah. like just making that intentional communicative space with God, right. where it's not just." so formulaic as our tradition kind of dictates. Yeah, yeah, right. so yeah, so yeah. So we we will you know, as worship is happening, we may have pauses right. and so, some of them planned, some of sure. them not planned, sure. but we're just saying right now let's praise the Lord for X or you know, let's ask, let's ask the Lord right now to do X, mm-hmm. you know. And then keep on singing. Right. You know, and just maybe one or two people or something like that just has a praise or a prayer or something and so we just give space for that. It, yeah, how yeah. is that for you guys? I mean, 
with our liturgy, you know, we have a formal liturgy that serves as a trellis, right? Mm. Trellis and vine. Yeah. I mean, it, it's there to help bring strength and structure and support mm-hmm. what God wants to do. Yeah. It's not the thing. Correct. Yeah, but it and helps And then the, the Spirit can lead the vine up towards the sun, towards wherever mm-hmm. it needs to go in that in these moments. And so we're we're learning, you know, with our worship leaders and our our people of just like, hey, what's that? How are how is God wanting us to move? And we've had we have the flexibility within the context of our uh, large gathering uh, and our recently. I mean, we've had we had a a worship leader speak what I res, I saw later as a prophetic word, in you know prompted by the Spirit, and people responded afterwards for mm. prayer to be delivered from addiction. Wow! Come on, and and to be, <laughs> it, yeah, just yes. she. I don't. She, I don't think she knew. Obviously, she didn't say, "Thus saith the Lord." Yeah, or anything. Yeah. She was just responding to God and, and yeah. encouragement and exhorting. Exactly. And then through the sermon, God used all of that to weave a thread. Yeah. Where the the young man responded that's and is so now uh, entering into a program. That's Come so on. good. It's, it was God. powerful. Yeah. And Praise so God. that's that's what we're doing with the trellis. But we're mm-hmm. we're listening, we're leaning, we're learning to to listen, and then and, and even you know just respond in a way that we we're not going to say thus saith the Lord, but we're going <laughs> to respond. Yeah, you know. we did do a podcast about that specifically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're not promoting "Thus saith the Lord" as an right. approach. I think it's frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> In general, I've just seen it go bad. You know, "Thus so saith much. the Lord," Thank and you. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think, but the Lord I is believe the Lord is saying <laughs> sure. or wants yeah. to sure. encourage you with are very different things. We think so. Yeah, I do yeah. too. But um, but it's been beautiful to see it come through so from good. house churches. That's yeah. awesome. And then kind of oh. This is what it looks like in a large space. Oh, okay. So I, that's yeah, so cool. okay. I didn't catch that until you pointed it out, but that that's trickling up, right? Kind of thing. It's that's that's beautiful. So because it's part of the culture right. instilled in the house churches, then all those people are coming to the public gathering, and their expectation is the same. Correct. And even the worship leader, she feels free. Right. Is she? You she said? she okay. was, yeah. She feels free to, in a moment, give a, a word of encouragement right. or exhortation or something. And and she's listening to the Spirit, even, right. even as she's leading. And she was. And she was. She heard and, yep. and spoke. And that's so good. Yeah. And people don't have the courage to do that right. if that's not the culture. intentionally created culture. I love that. Yeah. And that's just so everybody understands... Um, the way that Billy does church plannings uh, a little bit unique. It's not like a traditional way right. of doing it. So you start with house churches, right? Right. And then you build up from there. So that right. actually really, I think, makes sense to build a culture into mm-hmm. that space. That's I love it. Yeah, I mean, that for me is, I've, I've been around traditional church planning, if you will, for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. And, what, and, and participated in doing church plants, in that particular uh, model, and starting with the big public gathering, and what yeah. it, yeah, and so what I've learned is that we we were planting a Sunday gathering mm-hmm. and hoping community came out of that, yeah, mm. and after seeing like wow, we we were just bringing people from other churches primarily <laughs> to join into our Sunday right. gathering because they, yeah, whatever we had a better guitar player, I don't know, uh-huh. or whatever, yeah. Whatever put somebody was looking whatever for. they were looking for, yeah. and and so the beauty of what we've been doing through Church Project is kind of rethink and return to the original kind of old 
you know, New Testament church yeah. model. It's like, hey, we're going to meet in homes. Yeah. And then once, you know, we have five or six house churches, mm-hmm. let's start planning to gather all together in our community because yeah. we actually have a structure for disciples to be discipled in now. Mm-hmm. Come on. We've already built culture, community, and we have a context to which we can now gather and worship. Yeah, that's really good. And so that, then we started our, our Sunday gathering. Yeah. And I really, really, man, that's just transformed, I think, the way that I see church planting mm-hmm. versus Sunday gathering yeah, totally. planting. Yeah, church, church service planting. Yeah. 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 That's good, too, in terms of prayer, because right. if people are learning being discipled in a context where prayer is, it's easier to do prayer in a right. house. Yeah. Way, you know, easier. way easier. <laughs> way easier. I mean, easier. I mean what, yeah, and you know what everyone. we're talking about, for everybody to participate in prayer, you got a smaller group of people, right. smaller space, it feels more kind of comfortable, whatever. But big public church service, it's harder to do that kind of... Right. Th- it's still possible. And I think that's what we're saying right here is we should be intentionally doing it. In the public space, but right. because it's harder to create, starting there, in terms of prayer, I can see how uh, you're you're kind of trying to reverse engineer the discipleship. Right, that's right. <laughs> you're starting at the at the end instead of the beginning. And I just thought of this as you were talking, Patrick, <clears throat> like teaching in a, a prayer and modeling prayer in a smaller house church gathering. I don't feel like I have to try to control as much and mm. worried about feeling awkward or yeah, weird. Or, right, right. That, that seemed like a bad thing. You know, right. I don't have, I could, I'm, I just don't feel that much pressure. Yeah. There's more freedom. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of what Paul and the new Testament were getting at when he was writing to the church at Corinth, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, Hey, let's, let's practice these things. Yeah. And, and not everyone speaking in tongues all together yeah. in a big gathering that's confusing to outsiders. And yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. So that's yeah, so good. We've experienced that. And I think I found more more freedom. I think our mm-hmm. people have grown a lot more because they're like, "Oh, I'm not doing it wrong. What's yeah. wrong? <laughs> this is what <laughs> we know? do at the house. Yeah, yeah. There you go. What's yeah. wrong? I love that. You know. And actually, so then that ushers us perfectly in the next question. You have a pastoral heart. Mm-hmm. I can just see it, and you really care for people where they're at. Um, and so it's easy, like for very overzealous people like myself. Uh, <laughs> To what? say, why are you down there? <laughs> yeah. You need to be up here. Yeah, and it's and it's also easy for people with pastoral hearts to kind of lower the bar because they don't want to mm-hmm. offend people who are on the bottom. They want to reach those people. Mm-hmm. So uh, you've kind of how do you kind of see the way you're approaching prayer, helping people move up in their growth? Um, from where they're at mm-hmm. instead of like, you have to be, you know, <laughs> zero to a hundred right now, but you're not going to stay where you are. Well, I mean, I have to remember I was 21 once <laughs> <laughs> and that right. was a bad version of me. But Pretty, you knew everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course I did. And, yeah. and I was a zealot. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just wired for achieving by yeah. God's, yeah, that's the right. way he's wired me. How, how many... <laughs> older ladies looked at you and said, bless his heart. <laughs> He's trying so hard. Exactly. exactly. Um, and so I, you know, I think there's just God, God's kindness to us, uh, just to, to be around older, wiser, you know, people in the faith. And so I've gotten to this place where it's like, I use this language, we're all becoming on this journey of becoming more like Jesus. And that's going to take the rest of our lives mm-hmm. until Jesus comes back. 
And, and I think that's helped me pastorally in that because I'm an achiever by nature. And man, that will mean pressing the gas. Mm. And so my wife's, I call her affectionately the brake mm. and I'm the gas, you know, and she's amazing. And God's wired us to work together and partner in ministry like that. And so I think for me as a pastor, I want to first kind of model it as yeah. best I can. And I want to first call people in as an invitation into something yeah. that God's calling them into. Into how you're living. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I want them to see like, this is an invitation for everyone. This mm -hmm. is the whole invitation of Jesus's message is to enter into this, yeah, not sure. not become a religious zealot, but enter into intimacy, yeah, yeah that's and that, that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping people experience most of all when I'm trying to guide them, and so developing or um, discipling, in the language of the scriptures, is for me just moving the ball a little bit further out in front, mm -hmm. and saying, hey, here's here's where we start, and then we're going to continue to do things together and you're going to continue to commit to what Jesus has put in front of you. Mm -hmm. And we just do the next thing that's in front of us. Yeah. And so that over time, I'm like, cool, you're leading this week. Mm. And then they feel confident mm. yeah. because they've experienced it. They've done it. They've participated and they've seen the power of it. Wow. In, a, really in a smaller context. Yeah. That's really what I like to, I mean, I love, I say I'm following Jesus and trying to help others do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that's really my, the, my most favorite thing to do is to see people come out yeah. of the boat and step in yeah. to that. So yeah, I I feel like uh, some way that I've thought of it before is discipling people or shepherding people. Yeah, and and this is so true when it comes to prayer. Right, is it's not okay. I've arrived at some point, <laughs> and I'm calling you to come up, come up to where I am, like you said. Yeah. Instead, it's realizing we're all down here together and yeah. there's Jesus and you're standing so next to somebody going, come, come with me. Yeah. You're just the one who sees where he is right now. So, good. you know, you know the way to get to him. And so you're standing with people saying, come on, let's go get him, you know, mm. instead of uh, come on, me and Jesus are ready for you to pull this together. That's, right. that's a much better analogy. Here. I like it that really a lot is. better. Okay. So, <laughs> so in terms of prayer, you know, if the only time we are praying is in this public context where only a few voices are able are allowed to pray right. because they're scheduled to pray then everybody else views prayer as something that the special people do right mm. and if we have these contexts where everyone's invited encouraged instructed to participate in prayer and it's being modeled and we're we're actually the leaders are actually hungry for Jesus yeah then the people, like you said earlier, that, that word, and I think when we talked to Duncan, he talked about this too, about how that passion for prayer is caught mm -hmm. more than it's taught. If you're just saying, you should pray, you know, then it's like, well, but that's your job, you know? <laughs> what am I paying you for? <laughs> but, but if it's, let's pray, and then you're willing, among others, you're willing to throw your prayers in from your guts, like right. the things that you're really needing and your desperation comes through, your vulnerability, your weakness comes through. You're praying for real things. Right. That's caught. And then you you bring all that into a public gathering and people know when we pray that it's not just, it's not a job for a professional. Right. 
you know, and this yeah. is completely different culture, totally different environment. And I think, I, mean, I can't prove this, I guess, but what I feel like is the Holy Spirit loves it. Mm-hmm. The sincerity, the desire, the desperation, the hunger, all yeah. those things that has become part of just who we are, the way we operate, not top down, not mm-hmm. professionals, you know, and and congregants kind of thing, but we together are all good. I think the Holy Spirit just recognizes it and loves it and draws near mm-hmm. and empowers it. So it's just better. God comes where he's wanted. Yeah. Right. right. Our hearts. Right. It matters to him. Mm-hmm. Our, mm-hmm. our desire genuinely matters to the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Man. And it seems like this is happening in a lot of places now. Like this is not just one church or just one city even. It's like... There's this huge move of people who are like, okay, we know we need to pray, but hey, we're actually going to press in mm-hmm. now. We mm-hmm. we, we want to figure that out with the Lord and not just pretend like it's something biblically, but not actually apply it in our mm-hmm. our operation. It's actually happening, yeah, which is really exciting. It is, and it and it's. I know you guys would you would say the same thing. I know you've you've both experienced this, which I am right now is I I just want to see in my life personally, but also in our fellowship and our church life and all those things, the gap between what we read in the Bible mm-hmm. and our actual experience of the Lord, right. our walk with the Lord and all this, for that gap to just be closing and closing so that we are actually living out something that we see in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Because that gap, all the all that gap does is create skepticism, cynicism, doubt, fear. Right. That's all that does, you know. And and I guess that's what we're saying is we have to have a plan that right. expects the gap to be closed. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. need to plan for the Bible to come true in our day, and actually create space where we're going. Okay, Lord, now we're ready for you to do the things. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and we're here. We're signed up. You know. We're ready right. to look stupid. Right. We're ready to risk a lot. You know. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hungry for right. in church life. Right. I think, as you said, I think there's a lot of people hungry for that. Yeah, I've seen the hunger, um, the meter, if you will. Yeah, going like this, especially in this younger generation, where yeah. they, they're not. Our generation that I was in was kind of like wowed by the big, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, "Just give me the real. Give me something real. Mm-hmm. Give me the real, real." You know, that's right. And so I'm re- I'm super excited about that and seeing young adults movement in our house churches and in our larger gatherings, yeah, which is really, really encouraging as a pastor um, and exciting, and to raise up this, you know, this next generation of prayer warriors and followers of Jesus who are committing their way to pushing back darkness mm-hmm. and bringing people into the light. Yeah. Um, and so that's a beautiful thing. One of the other things we do once a month, which is unique, is we take a break from gathering at homes and we all gather centrally together for a shared meal mm. and then a time of guided prayer and singing. Okay. And so that's where I'm going to teach through, this is what intercession looks like. We're going to read a passage where there's intercession happening and I'm going to teach through that in like an eight to 10 minute segment. Mm. Then we're going to respond and apply. That's so good. Together. So we're going to pray over one another. Turn to the people that are next to you. We're going to go ahead and practice this. That's so good. Then we're going right? to have some songs and we'll come back. We're going to teach through, you know, supplication. Mm. And we're going to t- 
talk through the text, teach through it, and then we're going to model it. Then we're going to receive communion together. And then if you have special things you want to pray for, we'll have people that are available to pray. So that's another way that we're incorporating prayer into the elements of our, our larger gathering that then kind of both go back and forth between house church and in our larger gathering. Yeah. Man, I'm so excited for you guys, for your church, because everything you're saying right now is you are, you've been convinced by Mm, the Lord how important seeking him is all together. And you're actually creating a plan and, and like what it looks like is wholehearted, Mm -hmm. you know, really sincere and wholehearted and intentional because you believe these things. Right. And, and it, all it makes me think is you guys are just going to continually, increasingly experience the power of God right. in your fellowship, and, and the community around you is going to see that mm-hmm. and be touched by that. And I think it's just so, I know it is so good for the kingdom. I'm so glad you guys <laughs> are here, and uh, I'm learning. Even as you're sure. speaking, I, I'm learning, and, uh, and there's things that I just so enjoy that are part of our city and part mm-hmm. of the church. It's good, man. It is. It's good to be. I love it. So uh, one last just kind of fun question that we like to ask our guests. Hey, wait, if Michael says something's I'm, fun, watch out. My, my imagination just ran wild when you said <laughs> You're that. You're fine. I know that you read, so you know <laughs> if you read, then you'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, who's maybe your favorite author on prayer worship? Wow. I mean, Eugene Peterson has taught me a lot about the invitation to prayer. Um, I've read, my uncle introduced me to him and had the blessing of being really good friends with him. Mm. Uh, and so that's how I got introduced to him in my twenties and have really journeyed in, uh, just understanding what is prayer, prayer personally, prayer corporately, prayer as a life. I mean, um, the praying life has been a great, you know, resource for me. Um, and then even reading like this, this latest from Tyler Staten, Praying Like Fools, Living Like Monks, mm. I believe is the name of it. Praying Like Fools, Living Like Monks, or vice I've versa. I've heard of this one. It sounds really good. I, I honestly think every Western follower of Jesus mm. needs, needs to somehow digest this material. Mm. And so that's the one that most recently had a, an impact on me. Um, but I love that. And then right now I'm reading a book by Erwin McManus that's called uh, Mind Shift, which is totally kind of re-architecting my whole thought around some of these ideas that we grew up with, uh, just in church life in general. Mm, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been fun. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, uh, before we go, I just uh, want to encourage you, if you're in the Tomball area, we love Church Project. They have yeah. a great model. Um and uh, also check out Honor Society Coffee. It's in Definitely Tomball. Definitely do it. Uh, there it is. There it is. Okay. It's it's great coffee. Unpromoted. So. But yeah. My, <laughs> where's your, where's your sleeve, where's my bro? <laughs> I failed. <laughs> thank you, man. guys. Uh, anyway, thanks for coming on, Billy. Yeah, thank you all for having me. I love you, boys, and I uh, love what God's doing through y'all. So love thanks. Too. Yep. Amen. As a reminder, the Prayer Culture Podcast is a ministry of two or more, which is a crowdfunded ministry. So if you enjoy this content, please check out our website and giving page listed in the description. Also, when you have a second, hit the like and subscribe button.